guys are ridiculous. These guys are ridiculous. And we are back with another episode of From the Raptors. Sam and I are here recording on Thursday, September 1st, in the dead of summer. Nothing to talk about, but we found stuff. You know, we're here weekly, every week for you. And do you, do you want to start with the non-Celtics news because it's breaking? Or do you want to start Celtics, put the Donovan Mitchell No, we middle. can do the breaking news. <laughs> All right, breaking right? news. Donovan Mitchell was in the Eastern Conference, Sam. More talent in the East. I'm sure you're thrilled. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't love that, right? I have been complaining all summer. All these guys are coming over East, and you don't want to deal with that, right? It feels like the conference is already deep enough. Now you've got him in here, and he went to Cleveland, which is really shaping up to be a good team. They'll be interesting to watch. And I mean, good for them. They don't have LeBron on their team. They're going to be good for the first time in who knows how long. <laughs> um, I'm happy it's not the Knicks. I love that. I mean, geez, that franchise can kick rocks, dude. They're fans of the worst. <laughs> They're all entitled. I am thrilled that they they screwed up that trade. I mean, they definitely had it. They could have had him. Obviously, that's why you were hearing reports. Maybe it was leaks. I don't know. But yeah. Ainge, Ainge said he had mystery teams lined up there, and you might have seen one today, right? Nobody knew anything about the Cavs. And it they feels were like, like sprinkled in there, but it, it, they this were is okay. crazy. But it's it crazy feels though. like more often than not, this is how it happens, right? It's a team you don't hear anything yeah. about. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I like the package. Um, in my opinion, I think this is the best package they could have gotten outside of anything involving RJ Barrett. I think that was probably the top of the top. I think Tyler Hero is next. And then if those two weren't on the table, a Colin Sexton package is probably next up. Does that, I, I, Would you agree with that? Yeah. Okay. I, I think that's what I believe. Um, Colin Sexton, Laurie Markinen, uh, their rookie, Oche Agbaji. I'm going to hopefully I didn't butcher that. And then three unprotected first, two pick swaps. Did they overpay for Donovan Mitchell, Sam? Uh, I think I think both sides are good with that. I think Mitchell will be a good piece for them. It doesn't feel like they gave up anything that was super important to their success last season, right? Because Sexton was out the whole season. That team still pushed and got in the play-in. And in the back half of that season, were pretty decent. They brought in Mitchell on top of that. And Utah gets back Sexton, who's going to be a solid piece for them. They extended him. They brought in Markinen, who's solid. I mean, I think he kind of sucks. He was sucky in that (laughs) game against the Nets. But... He's all right. They brought in so many picks from both those guys they got rid of. They're going to be set up for years. Yeah, I have the hall here. I need to find the list. I should have bookmarked it, but I think was it Legion Hoops that tweeted it out? Um, somebody tweeted out everything that they got back. Yeah. Um, the Jazz turned Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell into Colin Sexton, Malik Beasley, Leandro Balmero, uh, Ochag Baji, Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt, Lori Markinen, uh, Talon Horton Tucker, Stanley Johnson, seven first round picks and three pick swaps. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> that's they crazy. have a lot to pick from to go forward, right? They're not stuck. And they're not done. With they're not like, done. Yeah, they still have Mike Conley to unload. They still have Bogdanovich to unload. Jordan Clarkson. Oh, Clarkson is on that team. Rudy they need to unload if they team. want. Malik Beasley if they want. Yep. Plenty of pieces. Plenty of pieces to move. They're interesting. My question now is, you know, from a Celtics perspective, all that really matters is that Donovan Mitchell is now in the Eastern Conference, a starting lineup of presumably 
<clears throat> Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, Isaac Okoro, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, with Karis LeVert off the bench, Ricky Rubio off the bench. Where does that put them in the East? In your eyes. I, I have a list next to me. I, I tiered out. I put the Eastern Conference in tiers, but I'm curious to see what you think first before probably I third or fourth. Now I I I um, lean towards the tiers more than that. I mean that team was yes. decent last year and they they're only going to get better. They have Mobley, who's going to be better this season. Garland will probably improve on his season last season. They brought in Mitchell. Allen is solid for them, too. I, mm-hmm. I mean, they've got decent depth. They should be a good team. They have star power. I agree with you. And at face value, I also think that should be a top four team. <clears throat> but then I started putting them into tiers. Um, my current tiers are I think Milwaukee and Boston are S tier. I think they're the top teams in the East. I don't think it's that close. I think those two are going to run the East. After that, I have a tier with five different teams. Philly, Brooklyn, Miami, Toronto, Cleveland. I think that's the next tier. Obviously, it goes up and down. I think Toronto and Miami are probably hovering around the lower end of that tier, but they could, you know, one developmental season from Scotty Barnes or, you know, the Miami Heat just doing Miami Heat things elevates them to the top because that's just how it works, right? (laughs) Brooklyn obviously depends on Kyrie and Ben Simmons, but they have the talent. Uh, Philadelphia has the talent, right? So the crazy part about it, I just named seven teams. One of those seven teams is going to be in the play-in. Like Toronto or Brooklyn or Miami or Philly or or Boston or Milwaukee. You think so? I don't think so. Who do you think it's going to be? I think I'd hedge my bets on Brooklyn, Miami, or Cleveland being in the play-in. It's fair. I think Brooklyn's going to be better than people think they are just because I think they're those guys are all going to have some kind of chip on their shoulder. They've all been ridiculed and dragged through the coals over the last year and a half to the crazy thing about it. I think all five of those teams in the mid tier could win 50 games. Like I'm not saying they will win 50 games, but they have like the talent to win 50 games. And we're talking about a, a team that's good enough to win 50 games, potentially being in the play in. And then after that, you look at, I didn't even say Chicago or Atlanta. They're obviously a tier below, but they have talent, right? I know you're not as high in Chicago, but Atlanta just traded for DeJounte Murray. They're there. Um, then you look at tier below that, and you're talking Knicks, Wizards, which is like, you're starting to get, okay, we're, we're talking scraping together a play-in season. And I said this on the other podcast I host, the Simone NBA show, the Knicks aren't a playoff team. Like, I don't know, like, if they wanted to be a playoff team, they had to trade for Donovan Mitchell. And now that they didn't, they are not a playoff team. Like, in my opinion, objectively speaking, they are not a playoff team. They're going to be fighting with the Wizards and the Pistons and the Hornets for the 10th seed in the East. That That's their ceiling, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I love that Pistons team, man. <laughs> that, They're fun. Hit, take the over <laughs> on their wins. It's like almost yeah. 30. Oh, that team was real pain in the ass last year. They were real pain in the ass that second half of the year, and they got better. I mean, they did. They did, did they? dump Grant. They, they sh- lost Grant. over to Portland, but they brought internal you know, they development. Ivy, and they got Cade's better. gonna get better. Cade's gonna get better. They they'll be an interesting team to watch. You know. Yeah. So, would you? What, what would your tiers in the East be then? I'll, I'll, I just gave you mine. What would you put them like? And further, I mean, to round it out, I had Detroit and Charlotte in the same tier, and then below that, I had Indy and Orlando because, like, okay. I mean, I feel like it's pretty basic. But... So I, I have Milwaukee and Boston at the top. <laughs> yep. I think you got to have Cleveland, Philadelphia, Brooklyn, Miami in that second tier, I guess. Miami's on the – I don't know. I, Miami always gets, like, slighted. They do. That's what I'm saying. They're always under <laughs> so I'll put them reason. in the second tier, and then after that, 
let's see, you've got Toronto. You've got – oh, Jesus, am I missing somebody? Chicago Atlanta. and Atlanta would be the next. Yeah. So you're, yeah. you're putting Toronto and Atlanta in the same tier? Yeah. Okay. What about Chicago? Are they in the same one? Are they below? Uh, I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? A Chicago below or above Atlanta and Toronto? Or They're in the, the same. same. same? The okay. Same. Okay. And then after that, you're talking New York, Washington, Detroit, Charlotte, like just, yeah. I'd say the I'd say New York, Washington, Charlotte are all in the same tier. Detroit's kind of in a tier alone below them because I don't think they're like bottom of the barrel bad, and I don't think they're going to be tanking. Yeah, but I also don't know if they're as good as those teams. Maybe Charlotte's in the same tier as Detroit. I'm not. Positive. That's what I had just because of the Miles Bridges situation. But I, oh, that's true. But I don't know. Charlotte do anything this off? Did they bring in a big guy? I know Harold's no. got that. They drafted one. Well, no, he doesn't. They he's yeah, not. He's expunged. been sponge. They, they drafted drafted Mark Williams out of Duke. Um, they kind of. I said this. Um, I don't know if I wrote this or I said this somewhere. Even though they don't have like a starting caliber center, they kind of have a log jam at center, which is very weird because they have Mason Plumley. They also have Mark Williams. They also have Kai Jones. They also have Nick Richards. They also have JT Thor. So they have like five centers who they probably need to, well, outside of Mason Plumley, probably need developmental minutes, but like you can't, but none of them are like starting quality yet. I think Mark Williams will start by like December or something, but yeah, they, Charlotte's a mess now. Um, okay. And then I, you've I got feel those you there. bottom barrel pacers, magic. Even though I'm not, I'm not sold that Orlando's going to be horrible. Horrible. I think they're kind of done tanking too. You Someone has saying? to be bad though. No, <laughs> Someone's got to be. Somebody bad. has to be bad. But I have a feeling you're going to see like a failure team this year. Mm-hmm. Who? Like, like, well, the Knicks. But serious. <laughs> in all seriousness, like I do think, like I don't know. People kind of think Charlotte's going to be decent. Like me. Like I'm like I put them in the same tier as those other teams. Like I think they could bottom out. Atlanta could fail. Um, Jesus, man, this is tough. I mean, that Washington, <coughs> I think good. that Washington team kind of sucks, but at the same time, like they're all right. Like they're, they're not as sucky as the other teams, but yes. I think it's very possible that they underachieve. I think it's just as possible. They overachieve though. And I think it hinges on Porzingis's health. I mean, that's not a hot take. Well, that's all fair because I mean, that tier that we both kind of have them in is like a wild card tier. You don't know. Yeah. You, you're certain exactly. that Milwaukee and Boston are going to be killers. Those other four teams behind them are pretty solid, too. That They could still win. They're no yeah. joke. And then after that, it kind of falls off a bit. Those teams are kind of newly constructed. Atlanta, <laughs> Chicago had last year, but injuries. And then you have that Cleveland. Oh, no, no, no. Cleveland. You was put Toronto. Terrible. Toronto. I don't, know. I don't care for Toronto. They haven't done anything crazy. I just think Scotty Barnes is good. But how good is everybody else? Like, how much better are those guys around Scotty Barnes getting? Besides him, like, who's really, well, really, like, taking a leap? Scotty Barnes going to take a leap. I think Siakam's still probably getting better. I think he's at his peak. I think. Wasn't Fred it funny when he was, peak. like, real bad for a year? And he was, he like, was really, really bad. horrible <laughs> in the playoffs against the Celtics, yeah. too? He was bad. I, he you, was one he, of my favorites. Him and Marcus Hall were real good. I love those guys. Siakam's cool. He got better too. He he brought it back. Season. I'm thinking through their roster. Um, <clears throat> Gary Trent's still there. OG Ananobi's still there. Um, they've got they've got a good core. I'm I'm higher on Toronto than you are, but um, yeah. So Cleveland, real deal now though. They're scary. 
my my hot take, and this is like, <clears throat> I guess you call them, you know, the like, you know, the term intrusive thoughts, where you know it's wrong, but you can't ha- like stop thinking about it. <laughs> Obviously, Donovan Mitchell's a three-time All Star. He's a great mm-hmm. player, phenomenal. He's better than Colin Sexton, without a doubt in yeah. my mind. Yeah. How much worse would those Jazz teams have been if Colin Sexton was on the team instead of Donovan Mitchell? Well, the problem with that question is the the regular season they'd probably take a hit, but they never really had any real playoff success. They That's didn't my go point. anywhere. So probably at the end of the day, you wouldn't remember them any differently. But I think Donovan Mitchell's a much better player, and I don't think he really had much offensive help in the playoffs. Now he's going to be playing with Garland, and he's going to have Mobley there. He's going to have a little bit more leeway. Like, the, like yeah. I'm sorry, but like Gobert's giving, he's a role player, dude. Like, he's real good at being a role player. That's foolish. He is not, foolish. if you have nobody on your team, you put Gobert on your team, your team's not going to be anything. The if, defense if, is going to be phenomenal. He'll be fine. If they, Rudy if, Gobert on the team equals a top 10 defense. If you put Gobert on the Celtics, their defense would take a hit. Sure. Defensive systems, and they would work around Go- Gobert. As, I'm sure I they guess, would. actually no, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna completely disagree with that. Sure, he wouldn't be able to guard the perimeter as well, but having him as the anchor and Robert Williams being the free safety, they would still be great. I'd still think they'd be like. No, great. I disagree because the difference between him and in your Jesus Christ in scenario, Al Horford is the one getting replaced, right? I know. I said no, that. no. So. He's gonna get torched on the perimeter, and I know you you did mention that you you didn't ignore it, but like, have you seen that guy try and guard? Like he's I know. he's not like kind of bad. He's like real bad on the perimeter. Oh, we're but, gonna start seeing that in the next couple of years because I, I know Al's a good perimeter defender, but he's thirty six. We haven't able to we haven't that. seen it yet. So right now, today, it's not true. Once you start seeing that, sure, maybe. But my right point now is, and today, and, and if you want to use last year, which is the most recent we have as a sample size, he was a huge part of that team's success in the playoffs. He was guarding Giannis. He was picking up Giannis. He's great. He he had to play minutes guarding these guys that can play on the perimeter. Yeah, yeah, Giannis, a three-point sharpshooter on the perimeter. Yes, Sam, I know. <laughs> but in all seriousness, he had to be serviceable at that. And he was probably above that at you know exceeding expectations. He was a fantastic defender all around. And he fits, like you said, system. He fits well. Gobert, I don't, he's just not. It, Minnesota overpaid for Gobert. Will Gobert sure. fit in Minnesota? Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Probably will. Makes it easier on Towns. There are defensive systems. Like, I understand the, the thought process of Gobert wouldn't fit well in Boston's system, which I understand to a degree, and I understand he would get cooked in the perimeter. But there's plenty of def- defensive systems out there that work perfectly with Gobert and that like he's uh, Gobert is gotten to the point where he's like ridiculously underrated for some reason in my opinion <laughs> I know you don't like him but I don't know he's that's just, where I'm at he's not like special to me he's well I think yeah absolutely let is. me he's not like a player you put on your team and your your team is gonna be a playoff team and okay I also think you overvalue that because there's what maybe ten of those in the NBA. No. Yes. Well, he's not gonna like. I I can't get the words out. I, I understand what you're saying. He's, he's not, not a one. He's, he's not, not a two. Carry a team to the playoffs. He's, he's probably not, not a, a three. He's, he's probably a four. You're. Th- I think. 
he's not going to carry a team to the playoffs. He needs a like a solid team around him. Yes, but everybody does. And I I, I think you're. It's just I think it's short sighted to think of things in terms of points because effectively that's what you're doing. In my opinion, you're you're thinking things. He doesn't score points. He's not going to carry a team. I said he's a role player, and you disagreed. His role is to play defense and be an anchor. Now there are great players through NBA history. Donovan Mitchell's role is to score the ball. But he's it's also creating. He's creating shots. It's not just scoring. He's not Jordan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson's job is to just score, score the ball off the bat. Donovan Mitchell is to offense what Rudy Gobert is to defense, and Donovan Mitchell's star, but Rudy Gobert's not. That's just disregarding defense, and that's that's what I hear. That's what's like. That's that's what I'm getting from this. Guys that play both sides of the ball. Now listen, I know Donovan, Donovan Mitchell, Mitchell is no elite defender. However, if you are starting a team from scratch. A guy that plays a extreme role on offense and isn't a great defender is more valuable than a guy that just is a not not just a great defender. He's limited defensively, but he excels in one area, which is acceptable for a guy in his position. He's a center. He's seven feet tall. What do you want him to do? But at the end of the day, he's a role player. That's what he's done. He does. And, and for him to be effective, that team has to be good. Sure. Uh, if Rudy, if Gobert, Rudy Gobert got traded to the Cavs, we would not be sitting here talking about how great the Cavs are going to be. That I don't agree with the exact comparison because they it's already yeah, it's not fair because Allen's on the team. But yeah, <laughs> when he was traded to the Timberwolves, if you replace Rudy Gobert, go, oh my God, the Timberwolves are going to be the greatest. I be I don't think the Cavs are going to be the greatest. I think the Timberwolves and the Cavs will be around the same level next year. Okay, that was my next question. What do you think they're going to be? I, I, I think, if anything, I think the Timberwolves will be better than the Cavs. All right. Well, we'll see. That we'll can see. be our bet throughout the season. We'll monitor the, the Timberwolves and the Cavs. Sure. Um, it's going to be an interesting I will say, though, line, to if be you honest re- with you. When those two re- teams play each other, that's going to be like one of those national games that, like, it's like uh, – Jesus, I don't know. Like, kind of when Ray Allen came back to Boston because, like, there was beef there, but it's different because neither one of them are on the Jazz. You know what I'm trying to say. They they don't any- like each other. Yeah. Mitchell does not like him. Yeah, this is anything but a Celtics podcast at this point, but I do have a question for you. What are your thoughts on Jared Allen? He's fine. He's, like, the same as Gobert. Gobert's better at what Allen does than Allen. Okay. He's a role right. player. Sure. He's an all-star. Yeah, so was Gobert, but he's still yeah. a role player. Draymond's a role player. <laughs> All right, we're going down a rabbit hole. Draymond's <laughs> an excellent player, but he's still a role player. Especially last year, he's a role player. In his prime, term... in, in his prime, maybe he's a third. Especially on that sixty win. T- hey, the Harris term Barnes role player is like it's being thrown it, around. It's, it's very much. wide, but I don't know. I, I understand what you're saying because technically yeah. everybody's got a role. Yeah, it's think, tough. Was it Draymond or Clay Thompson that said it? Besides, like two guys, everybody's mm-hmm. just a role player. Draymond, Draymond, that was in his speech. Yeah, he said there's two guys on the team that can do whatever they want. So everybody else is a role player. Which sure, it's true. <laughs> My point is your perspective of if you put them on a team, they'll make the playoffs. There's like ten guys in the NBA that can do that. That's fair. That's fair, but. There's also guys that like success follows them. And I don't know if that's only 10 people. I think so. Or they've been 
I don't know. Well, I also think it's tough to say success follows them because usually when players that are good get traded, they get traded to better teams, right? So, like, the success that's following them is also them just being on a better team, which I assume is what will happen with both these guys. Anyways, long-winded point that I didn't even get to because we got into a different conversation. My whole uh, intrusive thoughts moment came when I was thinking, "Hmm, how much better is Donovan Mitchell than Colin Sexton? He's better. This isn't me saying they're the same. But, like... Sam, what was what are Colin Sexton's averages? Like if you if you had to put a stat line next to the name Colin Sexton, what would you assume? Probably gives you like 22 points a game, five assists, four rebounds, something like that. Yeah, that's about right. His his best average is 24 points, three rebounds, four and a half assists, shot 47 and a half percent percentages. Yeah, 47.5% from the field, 37% from three. Donovan that, that, Mitchell is probably very similar to that. I'm not disputing exactly. it, but the difference no, this is, is the arguing against the playoffs. You. Yes, and this is and if you, if you plug you. and played, it would probably work out similarly. But I still think they'd t- Jesus Christ take a hit in the regular season. I think they would win less games. I agree with you. I think Donovan Mitchell is a better player, but is he Laurie Markkinen, um rookie Ochag Baji, three first round picks and two pick swaps better? The picks are what kind of swings the balance for me. I mean, That's I think I think marketing kind of sucks. I don't think if he's he as didn't, bad as if he didn't he suck, he wouldn't be bouncing around. He did, he's bouncing. He what do you mean bouncing around? He went two teams. He's played for two teams. He played in Minnesota, no? Or did they trade him? <laughs> they traded him before he played. Yeah, he was he was draft day trade. He was the draft day trade for um, Jimmy Butler. Well, he's on his third team now. Second, third. Oh, Jazz, Jazz are third. Yeah, sure. He was a free agent last summer. Nobody signed him till like now. Like he had a he had a solid season. He was a part of their triple big well, one. Like, one of the few games I watched, he was horrible. So there's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> he was horrible right. in that playing game, and I really wanted them to win because I didn't want the Celtics staff to have the risk of playing the Nets, and they lost. So he got the blame <laughs> for me. Fair enough. Um, my point is. I don't know that I can sit here and tell you with a straight face that Donovan Mitchell is three first-round picks, two pick swaps, Laurie Markkinen, and Ochag Baji better than Colin Sexton. I don't think he is. But they got more for Gobert. That's the crazy part. Yeah. They got a whole Gobert. Yeah. So that that trade is like – it's almost like when, like, the new TV deal comes and everybody starts making more money and then you're like, well, I'm like, well, that guy shouldn't make $40 $40 million or whatever because that's who I am. And then, like, everyone's making that much money because that's the norm. Like, that trade, like, broke trades because then the Durant situation got – uh, inflated, right? They were like, "Well, shit, they got that for Gobert, then we got to get something for Durant." And now we're looking at the Mitchell trade, and you're saying those picks are a lot, but compared to Gobert, I mean, they didn't get as much for Mitchell. They got better actual players, like Sexton's yeah. the best player that they got this summer. But yeah, from that, like Markinen, lackluster. The other guy's a rookie, right? Or was he a rookie last year? Yeah, he's a rookie. Yeah, he's coming yeah. to league. He's twenty three though. He was a senior. And school. then they got five picks, uh, three picks, two swaps. Yeah, yeah, they got five picks. So I mean, they got a good haul for him too. I mean, Ainge did a good job mm-hmm. cleaning house with those guys, and the players they have aren't all bad. I don't think yeah. they're going to make the playoffs. Oh, yeah. They could, yeah. like, if they wanted to, maybe get into the play in, depending on what they do with these other guys they have and if what their goals are. In 
you don't really know yet. You have Walker Kessler, who was a good player in college. You had, mm-hmm. you have Sexton. You you have Vanderbilt, who's all right. You've got uh, Taylor Horton Tucker, who Lakers fans told you was fantastic for the last two and a half years. <laughs> I mean, they'll they'll be an interesting team to keep an eye on. They're not going to be anything special. They probably won't make the playoffs. They're going to if they get in. I mean, the if, they tank, if they tank, good no, on they're them. tanking. No shot, they're good this year. They won't. They probably. I'm not they saying they're going to be out. good, but if they wanted to, they probably could be somewhat competitive. They're not. I don't think so. They're not the Pacers. I think there's too much competition in the West. I think there's too much competition in the NBA right now. Good. There's teams a lot of competition in the league right now, and it's kind like, of I was crazy just looking. You're like, where are all the bad teams, and you're just not finding them. Like I was just looking at the West, um, and we're talking what? How many bad teams? The Rockets and the Thunder. Are going to be bad in the Spurs. Spurs are going to be Spurs bad. will be bad. That's three, and and two, and one of those teams. I don't think the Rockets are going to try. The Lakers. To be bad. I'm talking like bottom of the. I'm just barrel. being a dick. I know. <laughs> I'm talking Lakers, the, the Lakers barrel. will not be fantastic, though. I said it last no. year. I'll say it again. Damn it! They are even not, if they. Uh, mm-hmm. Pat they'll be Bev, better Westbrook if they tra- out there. Standing they'll there be better if LeBron. they trade. Um, they'll be better if they trade for like Bogdanovich or like a Turner Heald trade for Westbrook. Like they'll be better then. I'll tell you what, nobody better help them out. Whatever team well, it is that helps them out is going to be on the old shit list. Well, I'll, I'll let you think about it this way, Sam. We'll put this perspective into your mind because I think you'll appreciate this. The Lakers are not going to be a championship contender next year, regardless yeah. of who they add. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Yes, yes. Would you agree with that? No matter yeah. what trade they make. So they would then, have to do something pretty crazy. <laughs> then instead, the team that makes that trade is going to be screwing them because they're going to take their picture their picks in 27-29 when the Lakers are definitely going to be bad. So well, then the Lakers will tell you no what future assets. <laughs> if they get healed on their team and they get Turner. I'm not saying they're going to be a world-beating team, but they're going to be pretty solid. I mean, be a playoff team. It, there's a lot of variables. There is LeBron healthy? Is Davis healthy? Is Turner healthy? You know, well, let's see. They'd probably give up Westbrook. So, how good is Pat Bev going to play? I think he's going to play well. Um, how is their depth going to be? They brought in all these younger guys. How's it going to work out for them? Well, actually, let me ask you this then, because <laughs> let's say they make that healed Turner trade. Do you think that's the best trade out there for them first? From what I've seen, people throwing around, yes. I, what else have you seen? Have you seen anything I think, else? Well, my idea, I don't know if it'd be on the table. My other idea would be trading for Bogdanovich, Malik Beasley, and Conley, or Clarkson in there. That? that well, that's a lot. That's a haul, dude. They would have to give up more than just Westbrook. And I don't know if – I'm not convinced Ainge is helping them out. Well, I mean, Ainge really wants those seven, 27, 29 picks from everything you're hearing, which is understandable because they're going to be bad. <laughs> they're going to be terrible. So, I mean, I can't wait. Listen, nobody that. loves a funeral like <laughs> me, especially for those. Uh... There's that. Uh, also, other rumor was the, the Pacers wanted the Lakers to take on Tice's contract. So you might see your boy in purple and gold. Tice is savage. So good on him. But it would be tough to see him. <laughs> it, it's Brutal. tough. I I'm disappointed that Tice didn't play that well last season. He was okay in the first round. He did what they needed him to do, but it, it was tough seeing him become a scapegoat. He's a good, good, solid, hard nosed player. I never I thought like of him as a scapegoat. Well, some people, I understand. Some yeah. people were ripping him down. Well, anyway, circling back, no, to I Lakers, didn't know he made that much money. <laughs> Once I found does, out he yeah. made like eight million a year, I was like, oh Jesus! Like, all right, <laughs> yeah. you can rip him a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna list 
So let's say the Lakers make that heel Turner trade, right? Mm-hmm. Like they get those guys in, whatever. I'm going to list all the teams in the West, and I want you to tell me, would the Lakers be better than that team? Or okay. if the Lakers would make the playoffs. <clears throat> Are the Lakers, Would the Lakers be better than the Warriors? No. Okay, so that's one playoff team in the West. Would they be better than the Clippers? Probably not. The thing about the Clippers is like it feels like we haven't seen them all play together in a while. So that's like sure. almost a team like the Nets where like on paper you're like, wow, that team's going to be good. But like how good is John Wall going to be? Is Kawhi going to be the same player? I mean, how good is Paul George really? Like all those things come into question. It's fair. Uh, Dallas, would they be better than Dallas? Uh, it might be. That's a hot take. The Lakers <laughs> just have like a lot of variables. Like how good is Davis sure. going to be? Is LeBron falling off yet? Does Pat Bev fit well? Those shoot. I mean, both Heald and Turner can shoot. So that's, a, well, Turner's iffy, but Heald can shoot. Those are the kind of players you need around LeBron for him to be effective. How well is Davis going to be able to shoot? I don't know. Maybe I'd say Dallas is better out of bias, but how deep is Dallas really? Like they lost Brunson. What have they done? Have they replaced him? Am they I added, mis- Christian, added Christian Wood. Okay, that's um, a good add. Signed JaVale McGee uh, to be their depth. center. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie's going to take over as the starting point guard. Okay, that's good. He's a good player. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith still. Reggie Bullock. Maxi Kleber. Um, I'm missing guys. Josh Green. Ricky Jaden Hardy. Luka, we're not that dumb, but... Luca, obviously. Um, <clears throat> I feel like I'm missing somebody. Tim Hardaway Jr. coming back off injury. We'll see. I, I think it's closer than you might think. Just it, Maybe. It depends which team you see out of the Lakers. That's the sure. problem. Because right, you Phoenix. can, I love to clown the Lakers as much as the next man, but like they did have injuries last year. Davis yeah. just made a glass, and he's a big part of what they want to do. All right, Phoenix. Phoenix, there's a lot of questions coming into this season. The first thing I think is how good is Chris Paul going to be? But Chris Paul's game, how, how well or how important is his age to that? I think his game ages pretty well. You know what I'm saying? I agree. <laughs> so so I, I think they'll be Phoenix? solid. I'll Would say no, be because better? the last time those okay. two teams played in a series, Phoenix beat them. So, All right. Denver. Yeah, I think so. Denver will Jamal be Jamal Murray's coming back. That's that's something okay, to yes. look out for. But again, how good is he going to be? He I thought you were telling me the Lakers would be better. No, I was no. like, wait. <clears throat> Memphis, who's better? That's tough. I mean, West is real deep, huh? Yeah. and I, I'm not I in love with that be. Denver team. I'm really not. I love that. Denver the Lakers might be better than good. them if, if they. I feel like there's just a lot of teams that they could be better than. There's just a wide range of where the Lakers could be. I put the Lakers, if they make that trade, even in the tier with New Orleans and Portland. Good. I mean, good. Good on. Good on. <laughs> I, mean, I hope you're right. Yeah. Well, the funny I part is, right. if you want a real laugh in another franchise, the Kings are trying to make the playoffs. <laughs> and we haven't even mentioned the Kings. We haven't even I thought have... about the Kings. And let's let's call a spade a spade. The Kings have done decent work. Too. They did a good, had a good. They, they went out there and they tried, and we're not even thinking about them. I know they had a really good offseason. And I I've mentioned let, let's count them, Sam. The Warriors, the Clippers, the Mavericks, the Suns, the Nuggets, the Grizzlies. We'll, we'll count the Wolves in there. Pelicans with Zion back. Portland with Dame back. That's nine teams, and then the Lakers. That's ten teams, and Sacramento is trying to compete with them for a playoff spot. That's Yikes. Tough. <laughs> Yikes. I mean, I'll be rooting for them. <laughs> they I had see, a... the, the Kings are a franchise like I kind of feel bad for. Like they got screwed <laughs> when they were actually good. Like 
that 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 game was very poorly officiated against the Lakers, and then they lost a heartbreaker. I mean, they haven't made they the playoffs really in good forever. Too. They had a really yeah. good offseason. Yeah, like they I mean, added Malik Monk, they drafted Keegan Murray, who looks great. Traded yep. for Kevin Herter for nothing. Yep, right. That's free. They still have Fox. Still have Fox. Still have Sabonis. Rachon Holmes is there too. Yep. Oh, I forgot like, Sabonis was on that team. <laughs> yeah, that's another guy. Like he's solid, but I, he's not sexy to me. Which is <laughs> it's common, you know. He's not flashy or anything, but I'm yeah. I'm rooting for him. I'll root for the Kings. Hey, I hope we'll they see. do well. We'll see. Um, you can call that on the NBA talk. We can talk Celtics for the last 10, 15 minutes of the show, but yeah. there really just hasn't been much to talk about. I mean, sorry to tune into the Celtics podcast and listen to NBA talk, but um, <clears throat> Gallinari got hurt. Oh, it scared me. Say. Scared me. Um, didn't look great. Not an ACL tear though. ACL is intact. A torn meniscus, which we've heard everything from, you know, maybe November could be a potential date when he returns or, I mean, sometimes they're worse, so you don't really know. Well, the good thing about uh, this is he, he tore his meniscus in August and not at the end of March, like Rob did. <laughs> true. I mean, this that was true. the most heartbreaking thing. I'll never forget that. And then I remember when the news dropped that he was going to come back and play. That was crazy. I remember I was at work, yeah. and I think I just finished up doing some morning hits. He wasn't all there, but he was he was, he was was playing for the team, so you got to respect you got to respect it. But yeah, Gallinari went down with Team Italy at Eurobasket. Um, and now we're talking replacements, like what? who could replace him in the lineup? Gallinari um, out, Grant in maybe. Sam Hauser steps up into role. But another name you've heard, Sam, uh, is Carmelo Anthony. And I'd like to yep. get your thoughts. What do you think? Well, I wrote about Carmelo on Hardwood Houdini there, right? Jack has finally got me off my ass. I've started hitting the <laughs> keys again on the old keyboard and... I'm enjoying it so far. I think that was the first one I did. Was it the first one? I, did? I don't know. Maybe nice. But anyways, I wrote about it. And it's funny. His stats are very similar to Gallinari, especially last season, right? Both shot about 44% from the field, about 37, 38% from three. However, their games are real different. That's the, that's the thing that you need to look out for if you're into this. I don't think it makes you or breaks you, especially with Gallinari's injury, because that's not going to be something you're – hopefully going to be dealing with down the road when it's really important. But right now it probably wouldn't hurt to bring him in, but you never know. It could, it could disrupt the flow of things. You know, Schroeder mm-hmm. came in and we were all like, this is kind of cool. And then he was here and everyone was like, he can die or maybe not that, as well. <laughs> but it, Jack was, and then no. uh, <laughs> Jesus. But, but really mellow requires more of the ball. To be effective than Gallinari. I mean, we watched get no, no, we watched Gallinari shoot like 100% from the field against the Celtics a couple seasons ago. And that was all like catch and shoot stuff. Like he was on fire. I think he's stronger in the role that they're going to need out of that uh, man in the rotation, whoever it may be. And I, no, my real first article was actually Sam Hauser. So I actually, I, I'm looking to see if Sam Hauser is going to get some run in that role. I think that's interesting. You just signed him to a new three-year contract. He didn't play great in the two summer league games he played and only took eight threes, made two of them. But that's what they signed him for is to shoot threes. And when he's played for the Celtics in real games, he's even, albeit garbage time, he's made the threes he's taken. Like, he's one of those guys, he shoots a three and you think it's going in every single time. Yeah. So I would would prefer that he gets some run before they make any kind of signing. Sure. That's that's fair enough. I'm not going to 
knock you on that. Um, and I would tend to agree that I'd probably rather see Sam Hauser step up, see what he can do, because Celtics players love Sam Hauser. Like Grant Williams really went on do. Duncan Robinson's podcast and was like, this guy's the best shooter I've ever seen. I wouldn't take anybody else in a competition over him. At the same time, I think for the role they're going to be asking Gallinari to play, Carmelo fits fine, right? If you're talking like bring him in on a, on a minimum deal, I don't have a problem with it. And I did some fact checking. Um, 66 games uh, the Gallinari played last season to the 69 Carmelo played. Carmelo attempted 344 catch and shoot threes. Gallinari attempted 236. So there you go. <laughs> but, Sam doesn't yeah. watch any games that don't involve the Celtics. There you go. <laughs> Albeit Gallinari, Gallinari shot 42%. Anthony shot like 37.5%. Both no, not bad. Gallinari was at 38 last season. I'm talking just on catch and shoot. Okay. All right. So not bad. I mean, Gallinari, obviously, I and I'm not going to disagree with the fact that he's the better catch and shoot player. It's true, but Carmelo is changing his game. And I think if you ask him to play that role, if anything, he's probably a, not saying Carmelo is a good defender, but if you're talking about asking a guy to defend the perimeter, I'd probably take Melo over Gallinari at this point in their careers, just because of their builds and how they play. <clears throat> but Carmelo uh, didn't play defense even when he was in his prime. Neither did Gallinari. But... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> neither are good. I'll yeah. put it that. No, neither of them is a good defender. But if we're talking purely in quickness, especially coming off that knee, I'd take Anthony. Again, that being like said, I said, I don't think give it me makes a break, you. And, and when you're really going to have to lean on Carmelo is going to be early in the season. So, yeah. Yeah, and like, give, give me the Sam Hauser minutes, anyways. Like, I'd rather just see him. I, I would. I think it just benefits you as a franchise more to run yes. Hauser out there because you put your faith in him. You obviously see something in him, and everybody says he can shoot the lights out. We all know it. Yeah. Why yeah. not put him out there? He's not defending anybody either, right? And you lose three one. inches off of Gallinari. <laughs> Gallinari's taller, but. And this opens up a nice, you know, chance for Grant Williams to step up into a better role. Off yeah, the but bench. Grant's already going to have a role. That's the I know, problem. I know, I know. That, whoa, that's not a problem. That's perfectly okay. No, it is me. the problem because you don't want to. These guys just played a grueling season, a grueling playoffs, harder on themselves than they needed to make it. And you want to give them as much leeway as you can early in the season. You don't want to have, yeah. especially guys like Tatum, who played more minutes than anybody else last season in the league by a significant amount mm -hmm. and he's talking about an injury in his wrist like you don't want these not that a wrist is really a wear and tear thing like your legs would be but yeah you don't want these guys to have to go out there and labor al horford is 37 now or is he 36 gonna be 30 he's gonna be he's 37 gonna be 37 at the end of the year yeah yeah and you don't want him to have to be out there that much you want grant to really give him relief not you know have to take down ari's minutes who would be giving more Tatum yeah. relief. Maybe <laughs> yeah. he'd be giving Al relief too. Probably a mix of both, but regardless, it's one less guy you have. No, yeah, I understand that. You got Luke Cornett too, who it's, it's not not a flash name. You could potentially have Noah Vonley if they sign him. You're going to have guys that can step up and play smaller roles <clears throat> when they need to while Gallo is out. But uh, Carmelo is a fun name, and I think he would play effectively the same role as Gallo, so I don't hate it. Um, I don't really care. I'd rather have Hauser play those minutes, but if they do make the move, I don't think it'd be a bad one. Uh, the last thing we had to talk about, uh, you brought it up. I think you wrote about it for Hardwood Houdini, a Bob Ryan quote on KD. Yes. Uh, yes. Outline that. Yeah. Me, so on uh, Bob Ryan's podcast with Jeff Goodman brought to you by our good friends over there at CLNS, Nick Gelso. Gelso, very good guy. He's talked to us for two hours. Longest podcast. <laughs> ever with him. It was, uh, they were discussing it and, 
Uh, Bob Ryan said, I don't want to win with that shithead. And I think he is one, frankly. I don't want to win with that guy. Screw him. Now, that is the quote you have seen flying around everywhere. But it was prefaced by he really like prefers the homegrown group. This is a good group of guys. Really what he was saying, what we were all saying is, there's no need to break these guys up. You brought in Brogdon. You brought in Gallinari. Your team was already good. Why do you need to break the team up? And he's right. Now, going that far and saying Durant's a shithead might be a bit different. I know you. we texted about this briefly, and you seem to be on the side of why would he do that. Hey, listen, what are you going to do? Katie has beef with those guys, man. He always is tweeting at uh, Nick. I know, yeah. <clears throat> yeah he does so well that's because okay well they antagonize him and i all the respect in the world i love nick i you know respect to bob ryan jeff goodman all them they definitely antagonize the guy <laughs> like and i'll also say like he makes himself very antagonizable is that a word he's an easy target because he puts himself out there i just oh, don't yeah. really like and, and kd <laughs> rules yeah. for tweeting at people Yes. Nobody should ever get mad at him for tweeting at people. Like, no. It's cool. Like more guys should do that. And you know what? If Bob Ryan wants to call him a shithead, sure. I don't like I, I don't really care either way. I just disagree. Like I just don't like think that he's like I, I don't know. It's just weird <clears throat> to see like media members going out there and calling players like, you know, this guy's a shithead. That just seems like kind of well, wild. That's what to they me. do. <laughs> Maybe not cursing. Yeah. It's not but just it's not go out what there. they do. <laughs> just saying Kevin Durant's a shithead. Like that's just like, like why, right? Like what? What's the point? Like you can well, you I can say, say like, I didn't want him on the team. <laughs> sure, but I don't know the term shithead for me. It just like sticks out as like that's just a weird insult. Like really? you can call him like if you called him like a punk or something or like a, a lame for switching teams or a loser or like one they're like a bum or what whatever. I don't know shithead. Just when when I saw the quote, I was just like, damn. All right, that's, I don't know if I agree that he's a shithead. I don't think I don't, he's a dummy, he right? But I, I do yeah. think there are tendencies that are not to like about Durant, despite him being my favorite player that's never played for this team. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I get it. I get the quote. I get why you wouldn't well, want him here. And it's kind of a shithead move if you really want to go about it to sign an extension and then be like, hey, man, I'm not going to play here anymore. Okay, well, like, and, and, and not only that, not only that, but then <laughs> then you you end up playing there. Then they, the team strong arms you good on them, and then you have to go back and play there. And I'm gonna said, play. Ah, I want to leave. You just I'm gonna signed pl- a contract to play there for four years. Go for it. I'm gonna play devil's yeah. advocate. I'm gonna play devil's advocate, and I don't believe this. I don't, and it, I don't believe anything. I don't really care, right? Like, <clears throat> I don't care that Durant requested out. I don't care that you know. The, the only part about it that's whack to me is if it is true, because I feel like it wasn't as direct as this. I feel like this was just the reporting emboldening it a little bit um the the whole fire steve nash and joe side that's a little bit like come on dude but we we don't know the exact part um, those guys he to, wanted he wanted steve nash gone and sean marks and he picked steve nash and he this is the report marks do whatever he wanted <laughs> these are the reports my devil's advocate devil let me say this <clears throat> devil's advocate kd went to brooklyn to play with kyrie irving Love him or hate him. I know you don't like him. Whatever. He went to Brooklyn to play with his friend Kyrie Irving. When the Nets turned around and said, Kyrie, we're not giving you an extension. We don't want to you know, commit to you long term. <clears throat> Which, again, whatever. That's their decision. Their franchise. They're allowed to do that. KD's like, all right, well, that's whack. I came here to play with my friend. And then was like, okay, I want out. If he's just like, if he's going to be gone, then I want gone. Uh, let me finish. Let me finish. Because <clears throat> I, I saw you about to pop off. Um I wasn't sure that, you were ready. Yeah. And then 
Um, your camera now, by the way, just a heads up. Uh, <laughs> and then Kyrie Irving saying, okay, actually I'm, you know, I'm good in Brooklyn, whatever. We'll play it out for this year. KD coming back after that. And it's not like KD is like sitting out, right? Like he's not, he's not saying, no, I'm not playing for you. Like I'm done. <laughs> like he's going back and I don't want to compare it to the Ben Simmons situation. Cause that, you know, home mental health thing, whether or not you believe it or not, I'm not going to like question a guy's mental health, whatever. I'll compare it to the James Harden situation in Houston, right? Him going out there and half-assing everything until he gets his way. That was lame right? KD's not doing that. He's going back, whether or not you think it's awkward, whether or not there's tension, whatever. (laughs) He's going back to play with the Nets because they said, no, we're not trading you. And he's like, all right, fine. So at that point, it's just a matter of him saying, I want to trade them saying no. And him being like, all right, whatever, I'll play like that. Whatever. Like as much drama as there was behind it, because there was plenty, that's all it was in my head. And it was because they didn't want to commit to his friend who we went there specifically to play with. And so he wanted out, but now that it's back, they're back to normal. And we'll probably hear similar rumors next summer, but that's all it was in my mind. And who gives a shit at that point? Cause he's, she said, trade me. They said, no, that was the end of it. Right. Like whatever. Good on him. Good. On yeah. Him. Good. Honestly. Good sure. that. But the trade request came. What was the news that week that Kyrie wasn't going to request a trade or well, no, or... The first news that came out, I remember, was, and maybe the timeline's a little mixed, but I know the first thing that came out was a report, I'm pretty sure it was from Christian Winfield of the New York Daily News, saying that the Nets don't want to commit to Kyrie long-term and they will not be extending him right now, or they don't want to commit to a long-term extension. And then, I don't know how much long after it was, Katie was like, I want out. But at that point, I don't think there had been a resolution to the Kyrie thing. But maybe I'm wrong. But that's at least in my head how I I don't assume remember. things played out. I think there was something where Kyrie was going to be staying there because there was talk that, like you said, they weren't going to extend him. Yeah. But then the next thing is they were going to get rid of him because yeah, they didn't want to, you know, they didn't want to lose him for nothing or whatever. They didn't think he was valuable. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't remember. You know, and then it came. I know there wasn't going anywhere because I thought it was going to be fantastic if they got rid of him, and in like, then they got good. Like he he left to go play, <laughs> and then they got rid of him, and he was a prick and whatever. And can you blame? Like I don't know. I Durant was like signing off on all that stuff. We all thought though. We don't. We don't know that for sure. But the thought yeah. was, when they went to make a decision like that, he was in on it. I disagree because I think they were not together. And I think, again, guessing, I don't know shit, but I'm assuming what happened was Kyrie, you know, they weren't going to extend him long term. And then Katie was like, all right, I'm out. That's what I assume. And could again, be. Now it's over with whatever. It makes sense. And I don't remember the timeline that vividly. So you could absolutely be right. Yeah. Who knows? But Anyways. it doesn't really matter. They are still yeah. on the team. And that team, they've got like the Lakers to where they have a big window of where they could end up. My hot take is, I said this on the Simone NBA show, and I I think you're going to laugh at it because I don't think you like this player. I think Ben Simmons can average a triple-double this season. That's not saying much. At the center position. That's not, like, ridiculous. I think... If he plays center, he especially could, but... I think we're going to see the best version of Ben Simmons we've ever seen because he'll finally have the room to work. Like, if you think about it, this is the best group of players Ben Simmons has ever played with. Not a slight on Joel Embiid, but like Simmons needs to be in the paint. Like if he wants to be at his best, realistically speaking, because he doesn't have a perimeter game. So he needs to be in the post playmaking from there or have the ability to drive into the paint. 
<clears throat> with guys like two, probably two of the best perimeter players in NBA history on a team in KD Kyrie, plus C, uh, Seth Curry, plus Patty Mills, plus TJ Warren. Like they've got a good team around him to succeed. And I think we could see peak Ben Simmons at the center position if he's willing to play that, which I think he should be because I think that's the best position for Ben Simmons. So <clears throat> I'm excited to see it. I, I like Ben Simmons. His, his game is fun and I think he could be good. I don't like Ben Simmons, but I do think you're not wrong. I don't think you're wrong about the triple double. I mean, that's that's not crazy. I mean, especially if he's given that opportunity to get the mm-hmm. rebounds. I don't see it to be. I've said this outrageous. to you a million times. I'm not saying he'd be as good of a player, but if you put Ben Simmons on that Bucks team in place of Giannis, he'd win an MVP. I'm stand by that. I will always stand by that. That is my Ben Simmons know. hot take. I think yeah, it, there there's a mental aspect to that too. Absolutely. Giannis that's, is absolutely that's why mentally stronger than Simmons. That's one why million he shoots percent. threes and, and absolutely he works to improve. Ben Simmons would not have won a title. He might not even have been like this dominant force. He, he absolutely wouldn't have been the same dominant force as Giannis, but he'd win it. he'd put up MVP at numbers, and I think he'd win an MVP, in my opinion. I wonder how the ball distribution but, will work in Brooklyn. I assume they'll if I mean I assume what will happen is Ky- Kyrie and Ben Simmons will probably split the ball handling duties. But if I had to pick, I'd run Ben Simmons at center, give Kyrie the point guard role, and have Ben Simmons play like a Jokic role at the post. Does that make sense? It's not the most ridiculous thing. <laughs> That's what I assume. Have Nick Claxton as the backup center. You're in a starting lineup of Kyrie Irving, Seth Curry, TJ Warren, or Patty Mills sliding down, et cetera. If you want to run, you know, don't want to start uh, TJ Warren. And then Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, or you run double bigs, Ben Simmons, Nick Claxton. I mean, the spacing would be rough, but if you have KD, Kyrie, and Seth, like how rough can the spacing be? You know what I'm saying? Like those are three elite shooters. They have good role players and they have Harris too. Uh, What'd you say? Joe Harris. I forgot about Joe Harris. Yeah. He'll be the starting small forward. Markeith Morris, they just signed. Kessler Edwards is back. Well, Markeith Morris did a lot of watching last year. I don't know how effective he's going to be, but don't get (laughs) me wrong. It's an extra person. He got his neck snapped by Jokic. He, <laughs> he did. You didn't. Was you he, never no, no, I know the video, but like, was he actually injured from that? Like, side. Oh, he got it? whiplash. He got like legitimate whiplash and was out. Oh, that that I did not know. <laughs> yeah, you thought they were just benching him the whole season. <laughs> yeah, I just thought like he wasn't really good. Like, I know uh, Marcus Morris is the better twin. No, he wasn't available to play. I don't think till like the last month of the season. And at that point, their rotation was already like set. So, <clears throat> yeah, no, he got whiplash. He got like hurt hurt from that uh but yeah anyways that's all i got on my little list of topics is there anything else you want to cover before we get out of here i don't think so i think we did a good show today and i i am i am impressed and proud of myself with the nba talk that i did today <laughs> usually i do not thrive when we are not talking about the Celtics. usually i'm much much better when i'm just complaining but i think i think we had intelligent conversation today i really did, do i think so we're sorry. We're getting, <laughs> excuse me. The I think it might be ESPN that just put out a a note about what the Knicks offer was. What is it? What their final offer was. I'm I'm trying to read the exact things because I don't want to mess it up. Ooh, we can Sam leave the show on this. Gets to Do you want to guess? Do you want to guess? Let's see. They probably offered quickly. It will be topping. Uh, I don't think they would have put Randall because nobody would want. They wouldn't want him. Uh, Maybe they would take Randall. Bunch of picks. So, who else on that team? This is what the Knicks balked on a trade that included Quentin Grimes and RJ Barrett. They were like halted. 
But so the the thing was they I think they <clears throat> excuse me offered or they asked for RJ Barrett, Quentin Grimes, three unprotected firsts is what they asked for from the Knicks. <clears throat> and the Knicks countered with RJ Barrett, Emmanuel quickly, two firsts and a top five protected first. And the Jazz said no. Apparently. That's what Woj was saying. See if Which... I <laughs> if I'm the Knicks, I'm I'm really like putting my foot down with RJ Barrett. I agree, which is crazy to me. Those they... trades are very similar to me. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me wrong. I understand there is a difference in the other players, but uh, they would have moved Fournier to a third team, but that's irrelevant. That case. if you're the Knicks, it doesn't even make sense to do it like that. You as a franchise are you have RJ Barrett, who people agree is good. And then you want to get rid of him. The, the purpose of bringing in Mitchell is not to like have a slight upgrade over RJ Barrett. It's to put them yeah. next to each other. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. That that's kind of wild to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, what would you have taken this Cavs deal or RJ Barrett, Emmanuel quickly to first in a protected top five protected first. Probably the Cavs. Yeah. You got a lot <laughs> I agree. Cavs. I agree. I mean, if I'm the the Jazz, I would have taken that over Barrett, Grimes, and three firsts. Honestly, I think the package they got from the Cavs is better. Although, I do think this is going to sound weird, so I'm not, I'm hopefully this will come across their way. I think the picks they got from the Cavs would have are worse than the picks they would have gotten from the Knicks because I think the Cavs with Mitchell are better than the Knicks would have been with Mitchell. If that makes sense, you know what I'm saying. So they're less valuable for Utah. Yes. Yep. Okay. So I think those Knicks picks probably were like, okay, these are probably better because then the Cavs are the Cavs are probably a top five team in the East now, arguably on the board. Yeah. No, no. We. I if said the Knicks, three, four, you said <laughs> you went in your tears, right? Yeah. If the Knicks got Mitchell, I'm still not sold. I'm still not totally sold. So, uh, anyways, uh, that's all I got. Anything else you want to say? Sorry, I saw that pop up on uh on Twitter, and I was like, ooh, let me check that out real quick first. No, I mean. <laughs> The Knicks are real dumb for even offering Barrett. Yeah, I agree. That doesn't make any sense. Why? You're a team that's been bad for 10 years now. Literally, I don't think they've made the playoffs in 10 years, meaning this season, this upcoming season. What are you going to get rid of? Outside of two years ago. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, Yeah, they they won one. Fluke. We can call it a fluke. (laughs) There was nobody there. But – how are you going to get rid of one of these young guys you have that you're trying to build around? I don't get that. He's the first first-round draft pick they've signed to an extension yeah. since 1999. That's it doesn't crazy. make any sense. I mean, <laughs> How bad can your drafting be? Anyways, uh, that's all I got. I think that's all we got for Celtics. And, I mean, majority NBA talk today, so hopefully you guys appreciate it. But, <clears throat> yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We appreciate it, and I'll throw it over to Sam. Yeah, thank you very much for listening or watching. If you're watching, you're on YouTube on guy boston or we from did the it hundreds and we hit a hundred we hit a hundred are we doing anything for that no 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 you know what we you, can do we'll tease it here we could do a celtics jeopardy for 100 subscribers oh, we should do we a, celtics do a celtics, jeopardy. celtics jeopardy that'd be fine. but we're too lazy there right no we'll find we'll people we're at 101 101 subscribers look at Shout that out, you people guys. like us you know i've i've you know been working to lose some weight here over the last since we started so you know <laughs> you watch us you get a little extra uh if you're on guy boston you also get our pregame streams once the season starts back up so be sure to tune to those it's a lot of fun we have 
Tim and KJ hopping in with us uh, as well. If you're listening on whatever streaming service, make sure you subscribe or follow. That way you get the pods if Jack doesn't tweet them out. But if he does, they're coming from at from Rafters Pod on Twitter. And if you want Jack's articles, you can follow him at Jack Simone NBA. He's doing all kinds of stuff. He's at Heavy. He's got the Simone NBA podcast, right? Yep, the NBA. guest coming up there. I don't know if you're going to say or not. Fingers we crossed. No. Fingers crossed. We're, we're still we working on it. We're still all right. Well, if you really care, go find out. And <laughs> if you want to follow me, you can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA. I'll be putting out some hardwood Houdini articles there, right? Jack's got me off my ass. That's our show for today. Bye. Check, check, go.